And now back to Rainbow Bright. Welcome to Brightcast. Thank you for downloading. This is Renee Stowe of rainbowbright.co.uk. And I'm Katie Carty-Hiley of rainbowbright.net. Thank you for downloading the Rainbow Bright podcast. We are glad that you decided to tune in again. This is uh, the December 2013 episode, and we are hoping to bring you some holiday cheer. Yay! All right, so before we start with the holiday recap, let's go over a few things from our last episode. Our last episode was the Halloween recap, where we talked about our costumes and our holiday memories around trick-or-treating. And I created my own Rainbow Bright costume, which I wore to... Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, how did that go? It was a big hit. It was awesome. Yes, my costume, which is just the 80s Rainbow Bright costume, but we increased the size for it to fit me. And then I made a removable Rainbow Bright belt, and I carried around a twink purse, and I had little star sprinkles in it. And anytime anyone would stop me, I would give them a little star sprinkle. That's awesome. Yes. (laughs) I bet they loved it. Yes, I, and I, I got away with getting a lot of candy because that's the whole thing about making a scary <laughs> Halloween is you go in costume and you get a little candy bag and you can go trick-or-treating. Nice. And did a lot of people recognize who you were? Yes, I was actually very surprised. Mostly the older people and actually um, several children uh, knew who I was. Wicked. The parents more so recognized who I was and I got a few shout outs from uh, Disney employees and everything. And everyone was always coming up, making me feel really happy about my my choice of costume. And then I had a, nice. I had one woman walk up to me. She goes, I know you. Who are you? And I'm like, huh? Because I didn't know who she was talking about. And <laughs> Like I, you or the costume. <laughs> exactly. And she goes, your costume. Who are you? I'm like, oh, I'm Rainbow Bright. Ah, okay. Thanks. And then walked off. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> By the end of the night, um, I saw lots of Disney costumes because uh, being at Disney World, a lot of people want to dress as Disney characters. So a lot of the actual Disney characters, the real ones, were in uh, buildings and you had to actually go through a line to meet them because there were so many people out there in these really, really good deluxe costumes that you really couldn't tell if they were real Disney or costume wow. people. That's pretty impressive. Yes. And especially the quality of the wigs and the makeup. There were a few that were not Disney that were there. Uh, specifically, I saw a princess bride couple, which I thought was awesome. Nice. Dressed up as Wesley and Buttercup. And they looked very, very good. Awesome. So, yes, going to Disney World dressed in a Rainbow Bright costume is awesome. I recommend it to anybody who wants to give it a try. The only other Rainbow Bright costume that I remember going to the Disney Halloween party was the cosplayers that went a few years ago dressed as the color kids. Nice. But the whole Disney experience at Halloween is well worth it. You know, you you get lots of places to get candy. You don't have to get candy if you don't want to, but it's fun. And a lot of the people interact with you and you have uh, dance parties and especially at night and they're really into light up stuff because by the time the Halloween party starts, it's dark. And so everything is all lit up and I, my costume lit up. 
I had my my color belt had lights in it so that it would glow, and then I had an umbrella. I, I, I took an umbrella to help with crowd control because I think because <laughs> there were some pictures that I took where I didn't have someone behind me, and it's just like they were distracting. Uh, so I had the umbrella mm-hmm. I would put behind me, and it would actually add make a little backdrop behind me of a rainbow. So. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty smart. Uh, but next time I do it, I got to get a smaller umbrella because that one was kind of huge. And I kept worried about <laughs> bumping into people. Gotcha. But I love the fact that my costume inspired you to dress up for Halloween. Ha ha. It did. Well, okay. So I saw your pictures and then we were talking about it on the podcast last time. And I was getting all nostalgic and was like, you know, I haven't dressed as Rainbow Bright for Halloween in several years. Maybe it's time. But obviously, I didn't have time to come up with a new costume. So I just pulled out the one I had from 2003. And I just changed the... Instead of wearing the armbands, I just had some rainbow gloves, basically. But the rest of it was the same costume from 2003. Even with the old belt that I made out of that foam stuff, it's still holding together really well. So I just put it on to hand out candy at the house. And it was a lot of fun, actually. (laughs) Before it got dark, I got Adam to go out back with me and just take a bunch of pictures because it's not something I put on every day, obviously. And with my rainbow hair, it just, it looked awesome. (laughs) I put it up in the little side ponytail and just let the rainbow hang down over my shoulder. And it really set the costume off pretty well. And it still fit, so that made me happy too. (laughs) I think the costume itself reminded me a lot of Rainbow Dash from My Little Pony. Even the color yeah, belts. I could see that. If you changed the uh, star to like a little white cloud, I was thinking it would be like a little rainbow dash symbol. And it would look so cool. <laughs> it probably would, actually. <laughs> and then we were handing out the candy. And yeah, I was wondering if some kid was going to say, are you rainbow dash? But none of them did. Of course, we didn't get that many trick-or-treaters, like maybe 15 total. And the only comment I got was, are you rainbow girl? And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> basically but I did go on to tell them that actually I'm this character from when I was their age called Rainbow Bright and there were actually a couple of kids that have heard of her so I was really impressed by that but they really they liked it they just thought it was cool that I dressed up period because I'm sure a lot of adults that don't have kids were just like ah take some candy or, you know, there's <laughs> some people that just put the bowl out on the porch and don't even open the door I like to actually see the kids that's most of the fun for me Oh, yes. And I didn't see... I was trying to think. I think I did see a Ninja Turtle. Yay! But I don't believe there were any other 80s cartoon costumes I saw, sadly. <laughs> My thing, I always feel awkward. I haven't given out candy in several years. Because where I live, there we just don't get many trick-or-treaters out here. But when I used to live in a neighborhood that would get some trick-or-treaters, my thing was going to the little ones and go, what do you say? And they wouldn't say anything. <laughs> Because you're supposed to say trick or treat. Yep. And they wouldn't say it. And I felt so bad. I, I, I thought the, the cutest one was the one where I said, what do you say? She goes, please. I was like, oh, God. Just take oh, the whole bowl. Oh. Priceless. <laughs> <laughs> that is adorable. <laughs> we also had some fun this year because Adam strung up a bunch of LED lights on our or under our porch, I guess you should say. Um, And then programmed them to do these funky animations. So it was like glowing red. And then it would do kind of a lightning effect where it would just do flashes of bright white um, every now and then. I think he did orange too. 
but it would just go through this whole routine. <laughs> That's not the word, but you know what I mean? So do the, the creepy red for a while and then it would do just bright orange and then it would do the lightning and it would start all over. Um, I just wish we'd had time to put some sound effects with it. Cause that would have been really cool just to have like creepy thunder booming and, and such maybe next year. When I was little, my dad actually had a Disney Halloween sound effects record. Cool. He would put the speakers onto the porch and would have the record player playing them. And that, I, even the year that I dressed as, as Rainbow Bright, I remember that. Because they didn't have, <laughs> you didn't have little speakers back then. Back in the 80s, those big woofers were huge. And so he'd put I them on they the were massive. <laughs> Put them on the porch and have the Halloween music, but it was it was to me it was great because it was Disney Halloween. And when you were a kid, a lot of your childhood is influenced by Disney. Oh sure. You had the uh, Disney Trick or Treat, Donald Duck, you know, Trick or Treat, Trick or Treat, Trick or Treat for Halloween. You remember that one? No, I don't. <laughs> oh dear lord. They, they would have that. You'd have all the little sound effects. The in the but it was nice it wasn't gross i picked up a cd of sound effects from i think like walmart or kmart several years ago it was just gross it, it, it was random and it didn't really fit like an atmosphere it was just random sound effects and the disney record was very had, a, had a, at least had a theme it had a flow that went along with it yeah and child friendly yeah not gonna have like zombie noises to scare the kids and they go running down the lane <laughs> <laughs> anyway that was, that was nearly completely off topic but oh not too much but before we move on to other things speaking of costumes and one other thing that happened this year uh, it actually happened on thanksgiving or the day after but because it's costume related we'll stick it in with halloween i told you guys about my old 80s costume that my mom made when i was six well i still had it I went through my bins and pulled it out and actually took it down to my brother's house because we were celebrating Thanksgiving with them this year. And I got my six-year-old niece to put it on. Yay! And it looks so cute on her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was freaking out. The only part she didn't want to wear was the wig. But I could kind of understand. She just was like, do I have to put that on? <laughs> I'm like, nah, you're good. It's all good. But yeah, she put it on and she was like looking in the mirror and posing and she was just having a ball. So I followed her around the house taking pictures and then I took her outside and took some more pictures and went to the backyard and took some more pictures. So yeah, I was her little paparazzi for about <laughs> an hour and she was really good. She was careful with it. She didn't get any dirt on it or anything, she, even though she wanted to go down the slide. Now I, I had to draw the line there, <laughs> Like, but everything else. Yeah, um, and I, I did take it home with me, though. Not that I don't trust her. It's just they're in the process of possibly moving soon, and I know things can get lost in the shuffle mm -hmm. when all that's going on. So now I've got it here, and I I did notice a few dirty spots on it. So I'm either going to have it dry cleaned or just try to spot clean those few little areas, and then I'm looking to get a mannequin child size to put it on so I can actually display it in mm -hmm. my rainbow museum. <laughs> And what did your mom think of seeing that? Oh, she loved it. She was a little busy with, with my nephew, Lucas. Um, at the time, he was getting her attention, I think, to do with his skateboard that he had just gotten from us or something. <laughs> but she did at least have a few moments to just stand and gaze and enjoy it. And and I'm pretty sure I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely told Edie, you know, my niece and nephew call my mom Grandberry 
her name is Sherry, so it kind of rhymes, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, but I made sure that Edie knew that Granberry made this costume. Uh, so I think that made her appreciate it even more. And then, yeah, mom seeing it on now, a grandchild, I think that just totally warmed her heart too. Now your brother needs to find a costume that he wore just if he still has one and put his son in it. Right? Yeah. I don't know if he has any of his old costumes. I wonder. Huh. Well, he had that one from the birthday, the little the little hat, because there was the, the bat face. No, 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 no. The, the 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 cowboy hat, because oh. there was the whole thing that you posted a few years ago with a cake, and you were trying to duplicate a cake. Oh, right, right, right. That was at Easter. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, and I did duplicate those pictures with his son. <laughs> it wasn't quite the same hat, but it was close. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. But, yeah. I, I do remember my mom made him this bat, I guess you call it a mask, but it was this big cloth thing and it made his face into a bat. And I hope he at least still has that. So if he could put that on Lucas, that would be good <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, because he's older than you by how many years? Three. Three. Yeah. Yeah, so he might not have as much stuff. Yeah. Who knows? Boys aren't as nostalgic. As, no, I can't say that. I was I was going to say, boys are not as nostalgic as girls. Bullcrap. Because <laughs> this robot chicken did that one episode of 80s girl toys. And it talks about how boys would keep their action figures, but girl toys ended up being thrown off into the wasteland or whatnot. Oh, <laughs> that's not entirely true. Well, th- this was this was Rainbow Bright related because this actually had a Rainbow Bright clip in it. from this episode but it talked about how girls don't care for their toys into adulthood and i was like well we're the exception to the rule because yes we are we do (laughs) it's probably also that boy toys are just plastic figures whereas Mm -hmm. girl toys are plush so they get dirtier easier they get messed up easier they lose their clothes oh you know an armored figure can't lose his armor because it's stuck to him Mm -hmm. (laughs) I agree. So, yeah. But, yeah, we're definitely the exception. Yes. Well, I think that Edie looked extremely adorable in the Rainbow Bright costume. And hopefully one of these days she will want one of her own. Does she have one? Yes. I gave her one of the... I don't know what brand it was. I guess this was a couple of years back. They came out with a child-sized one. It was a... I guess it was an official one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was the deluxe yeah, costume with the foam... Yeah, that one. I don't remember what company made it. But yeah, I had given her one of those a few years back, but she may have outgrown it by now. Um, And it wasn't that great quality, sadly. Yeah, not like the homemade ones our mommy makes. Yeah. So maybe mom will make her a new one for next (laughs) year or something. (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) Totally. And uh, again, with the holiday talking, we've gone through Halloween. And now we're going into Thanksgiving. And I don't know about you, but thinking about Thanksgiving reminds me of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and the fact that Rainbow Bright was actually in two of them. Yay! Masters of the Universe had more. I'm thinking Masters of the Universe was in the parade for, I think, maybe three or four years. Uh, But Rainbow Bright was in there twice. (laughs) Uh, That's fantastic! (laughs) In 1984, uh, the Rainbow Bright uh, character was on the rocking horse. Now, the rocking horse is a float that goes through the parade every year. 
And a lot of people think, oh, is it Starlight? No, no, no. It's just the rocking horse. And they actually have it in the parades now. Uh, I noticed cool. it. I noticed it in the parade last year that they had the rocking horse. I didn't see. I didn't catch this year's because I was busy with Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's a cute little float. Uh, and, and the biggest one was in 1985, along with the release of the Rainbow Bright and Star Stealer feature film. They had a huge Rainbow Bright dedicated float, and she even performed a song. Now, at the time that this actually aired, I didn't know about this. I actually discovered this later, and I was able to hunt down the the tapes, and they are on YouTube if you want to see them. I'll try to put some clips into uh, the episode of Brightcast so that you can see at least some of it, because the Rainbow Bright and Me song is rather long. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so thankful that you were able to find those and digitize them, so now we have them forever, because I don't remember watching them or seeing them as kids or... I mean, I probably did because I remember Thanksgiving a lot of times we would spend at my grandmother's house and we would watch the parade. And I think there was also like a Christmas parade. I don't know if it was that. Surely it wasn't that day. Maybe it was the day or two after um, that we'd go outside and watch, you know, from her yard. But I know we did watch the parade, the Macy's Day parade inside many years but it definitely wasn't anything that stuck in my head. So it's possible I was off eating when the Rainbow Bright thing happened and just missed <laughs> it. But yeah, when you put that up, I was just like, OMG, that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and tell everybody what you found out about the group that performed that number. Yes, uh, Rainbow Bright performed alongside a group called the Show of Hands. Show of Hands USA started in I think the late 70s early 80s and it was children who would sign language and sing songs Uh, and every year they were a guest to the Macy's parade with different floats and that year they did uh, a single number for Jingle Bells where they showed you how to sign and sing Jingle Bells and they sang and signed with Rainbow Bright on the Rainbow Bright float. Now, the kids are, of course, now older and it did disband sometime during the 90s, I believe. But the kids, you can find them on uh, like Facebook. I think there's a Facebook group where uh, some of them meet. But I thought it was a great performance. And I love their costumes because they look like little color kids. Yes, they're so cute. It's like they mixed up the colors a little bit. So they're not just one particular kid. But yeah, they're very, very close to the color kid outfits. And I really want to know who did Rainbow Bright. Yeah, you know, Gary Friedman was a photographer that actually would travel with the uh, group and he took lots of photos during that time and he took several behind the scenes photos, which were stuff that we never saw and some of them were the costumed character of Rainbow Bright, but we don't know who it was and we don't know if she sang the song because it wasn't Bettina, that wasn't Bettina's voice. Right. It was the exact same song, The Rainbow Bright and Me, from the end of uh, Star Stealer. Mm-hmm. But they changed that one line in the high notes where <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the original lyrics are now. Let's see here. Yeah, world of friends, a world that's filled with love she sends. Right. Yeah. But in the, in the parade version, she sings rainbow friends that come your way, especially this Thanksgiving day. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute. And whoever sang it did a really excellent job, had a voice very similar to Patina's and hit all the notes, you know, Mm -hmm. really well. 
Well, because in the in the in the closing credits of Rainbow Bright and Me, it wasn't sung by Rainbow Bright. So this one is supposed to be sung by Rainbow Bright to the Thanksgiving crowd, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I love that. So maybe someone listening will know who it was and yeah. they can tell us. <laughs> or if you were part of a show of hands and you'd want to give us a quick little shout out, please feel free to contact us. We really do appreciate yeah. all your hard work and being a part of our childhood. Absolutely. I will go ahead and do a quick little shout out to uh, Gary again for archiving all those wonderful photos, uh, things that we would never have seen otherwise. It's just brilliant. The float, the kids, uh, the dancing, and the costumed characters. I love the fact that you actually got a picture of a puppy bright. And that puppy bright is huge. Yes. It's huge. It's like taller than the kids. I assume maybe it was supposed to be part of the parade, but because it rained that day, they didn't put it in. But there's photos of it. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, we'll have to include that in the video because people <laughs> need to see this humongous puppy bright. And I really want to know what happened to him because I want him bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I would have a place to put him because he's so big, but I would make a place. <laughs> I wonder what happened to a lot of those characters because they had lots of sprites and, mm -hmm. um, of course, they had the rainbow. The rainbow bright costumes can't show up occasionally. Uh, the one that was in the parade, I'm thinking, was uh, different because it had, it was kind of, I'm thinking was like the one from the live action tapes because she could blink and move her mouth where the ones that I think went for store greetings couldn't. Hmm. That's something we could probably go into when I do a little bit more research on that and we do the live action mm -hmm. specials. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. Well, when we get to Thanksgiving and the Macy's Day Parade, it ends with the coming of Santa Claus, which comes the coming of Christmas, which is what this episode is going to be about. Yay! Yay! <laughs> There were several Rainbow Bright items around Christmas in the 80s. 1984 and 85 were her heyday. I'm thinking I've seen two rolls of paper before for Christmas. One is red, mm -hmm. and it has Rainbow Bright and Twink on, on a sled. Um, I'm thinking that one was probably from 84 because it was very simple, very basic, and that was when the character first came out. Uh, then you have the more painty-full looking one with rainbow bright patio green and red butler in this beautiful snowy scene which actually kind of reminds yeah. me of the record album but we'll get mm -hmm. to the record album here in a second uh but you also had lots of Christmassy items stockings cards um what were some rainbow bright christmas items that you actually had katie well, I had the original ornament from 1985. It's just a little ball um, that's got rainbow bright painted on it. And there's like a, a gold tinsely stuff inside it. Um, so it's very sparkly. And I still have it, actually, after all these years. Thankfully, it never broke because it <laughs> definitely is a breakable item. Um, and I see those pop up on eBay pretty often. So I think a lot of people had them that survived uh, till till this day. So that makes me really happy. Um but I think that may have been the only item I had when I was a child. So since then, I've gotten the new ornament uh, from, was it 2004? Mm-hmm. The Rainbow Bright Starlight and Twink. Yes. And then, of course, the one that has come out this year. And there are also advent calendars in the 80s. And there are two different, well, 
technically three different styles. I have one of them, and then I've got pictures of another that I can't quite tell if it's the same one and it's just different on each side or if it's two different Advent calendars. But there's two different images, and it almost looks reversible. Like one side would have one calendar, and then if you just flip it over, the other side is another. Hmm. But if if one of you has one, maybe you could tell us <laughs> if it's two different ones or just a reversible one. But those are like the miscellaneous items that we know about. There were yeah, there were the three three different stockings, and I checked to see which one I had, and mine's the one with the sprites singing. They're like Christmas caroling. I have uh, Sprite's Christmas Caroling, and I have uh, Rainbow Bright with a Twink and the Santa hat. Nice. Which the Rainbow Bright with the Twink with the Santa hat is a p- print that is available from Zazzle. So you can actually yes. get that image on, you know, a maraud of different items uh, and for Christmas. You can get them on stickers, cards, stamps. Have some fun with it. And it's official, <laughs> technically. <laughs> <laughs> it is, actually. Yeah, that the Zazzle stuff is interesting as far as collecting goes, because you could never have every single combination on every single item. So <laughs> I don't necessarily consider them on, on par with the rest of the collectibles, but they're still official items. So they're really cool. I cool had a, a goal that I wanted to do with the Zazzle prints that I haven't been able to achieve yet because I, I lately I've actually been just extremely busy and I haven't had time to actually sit down and draw, but I was thinking of doing the ugly sweaters and uh-huh. uh, doing one in like, I guess white, um, do a little pattern, almost eight bit look and do kind of yeah. Christmassy images in white. And then what you can do is you can get a shirt pattern from Zazzle and then you put, you can actually upload another image with it and put that as the background and then have the rainbow back one in front and then make yourself your own ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> you should totally do that. I want to see it. I want to do this, but the thing is, of course, is uh, coming up with the, uh, the ugly sweater pattern and making it yeah um but once i actually do that in white because they actually have on zazzle if you want to do a print they tell they show you the dimensions of what it would have to be to fit on a shirt uh and the resolution and whatnot so you it it is possible to do this it's just actually getting (laughs) done (laughs) yes Uh, but i think it would really really cute especially because they have one that is rainbow bright with starlight and sunriser in some wreaths and i'm thinking that print with the ugly sweater pattern in the back would look really cute on a t-shirt. Totally. And I just haven't been able to make it. <laughs> well, we should also beg 80stees.com for a rainbow bright ugly Christmas sweater. Because they have a bunch of other characters. They've got Jem, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, He-Man. Transformers. Yes. They've got a bunch. Mm-hmm. So maybe if we beg hard enough <laughs> they'll give us one too <laughs> the one thing about the rainbow bright pattern that i really do enjoy and it's in a lot of the pictures that uh from the 80s is that they they altered the rainbow bright image to put holly in her little hair bow which i think is cute yes it's adorable <laughs> so the only american rainbow bright story christmas story we got and it's not even a story but it's a book 
um, is the Rainbow Bright a Christmas special sticker stamp book. So it's got some stickers in it. Well, sticker stamp. You could call them either thing. They're like the lickable kind, right? Yeah. <laughs> you lick them and they stick to something. So, but it's got a lot of just adorable pictures. It's like a coloring book, basically, um, and little activities in there. But they're all Christmas related. A bunch of new artwork that we had not seen before. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've seen in anything else, actually, a lot of this. And it's just adorable. I wish they had done more things like this. Yeah, especially around the holidays. Um, because it, the holidays come around every year. So it usually it's something that will resurface every year. You know, because you see the Charlie mm-hmm. Brown Christmas special every year. And that's been around since the 60s, 50s or something like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that is true, yeah. They should have given us more. But yeah, Rainbow Bright had a, that, that cute little activity, book, which, you know, I guess it's cute as a little stocking stuffer. Um, yeah. But yeah, you can actually download the uh, holiday sticker stamp book from rainbowbright.co.uk. Uh, you have the scans of the stickers themselves, which are color, and then, of course, the coloring pages so that you can color in the pictures. And then overseas, over in Europe, they got a few Christmas things that we did not. Mm-hmm. First of all was a book in France called, I'm going to butcher this title because I don't speak French, but it's something along the lines of La Visite du Pierre Noël. It's the visit of Santa Claus. Yeah, that's pretty, <laughs> pretty easy to figure out what that one means. But it's actually a pretty long book. Like this is Definitely higher reading level than you would expect from a Rainbow Bright book, considering what we got over here in America. All Ours were just mostly pictures with a little bit of text. This is like a tiny novel for <laughs> a third grader or something, you know? It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty fantastic for French people, but I can't read French. So what I did to figure out what it meant was go through and look at the pictures. And let me tell you the story of The Visit of Santa Claus in picture form, because it's hysterical, and I know it's wrong, but <laughs> this, is, this is the story. We start off on Earth, where it is snowing, and children are sad because Santa has not come, and there's all these decorations in the town square. Some people are happy, some people are not, and it's really snowy and icy, and people are like, where is Santa? And then it cuts to a forest scene where you see footprints in the snow and all of the forest animals looking bewildered. And lo and behold, there is Santa Claus and a few of his reindeer crashed in the forest. Now, I can't tell you how they crashed. I don't know if it's the sleigh that got messed up or they lost some reindeer. Something bad happened. But here's Rainbow Bright, Starlight, and Twink to save the day on their rainbows. They're like, hey, Santa, what's up? He's like, you know, I'm stuck. I can't deliver presents. What do I do? And they're still talking. Wait. um... (laughs) Okay, so Santa decides to go to Rainbowland. So they hitch up Starlight to the sleigh. So he's like taking over Rudolph's job this year, apparently. Um, there's only like two or three other reindeer with him. So he's probably doing most of the pulling. And then there's Rainbow Wright sitting in the sleigh with Santa, which is actually pretty cute. And then here is Rainbow Land and there's Twink, um, talking to a bird or probably not talking to it, but you know what I mean? (laughs) It looks all springtime and pretty like it always does in Rainbow Land. 
And there's Rainbow and Santa still on their sleigh on the rainbow. And the clouds are getting dark around them. Looks pretty ominous. That's another cool thing about this book. There's a few color pictures and then the rest are just black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, but the color ones are really well done, actually. And they were drawn really well, too. I mean, this is yeah. really nice rainbow bright pictures. It it almost looks like it was made here in the States, but really good artist. Absolutely. So they're trekking on and Rainbow is now pointing at the dark clouds and Santa's like, I don't know what to do. And Murky and Lurky are laughing maniacally. And Murky is wringing his hands in glee because apparently they have an evil plot afoot. And then, okay, there's a couple things in this book that just made me go, what? <laughs> and this is the first one. Apparently, Murky and Lurky are able to set the rainbow on fire. Just let that sink in a minute. <laughs> the rainbow is on fire. And to put it out, Twink takes Santa's coat and just starts stamping it out with the cards. <laughs> so they they avert disaster and don't get burst into flames and continue on mm-hmm. to Rainbowland. Oops, I think I skipped a page. Yes, so here they have arrived on Rainbowland. And this part's a little confusing as well. I guess Santa is either thinking, oh, Santa's just canceled. I'm not going to be able to do it this year. Or that the pets he was going to deliver as presents weren't going to make it that long. Either way, he starts dispatching with them. So he has a bowl of fish and he's letting the fish jump into the Rainbow River. There's a cat playing with what looks like a hamster, maybe. Mm. And there's a turtle. So he's just letting them all go. Uh, instead of making them wait. And yeah, one of the fish looked a little distressed, like, there was not enough oxygen left in that water. Thank you for letting us go, Santa. And then Rainbow Bright and Santa are talking, looks like in front of the color mine, and she's laughing. Things are looking happy. And then all of a sudden, things are not looking happy, because Twink looks like he's about to cry. Yeah. Santa is like, oh. And Rainbow's like, oh, no. And there's a tree stump. And a butterfly. So I don't know if somebody cut down a tree. Is that what they're sad about? I don't know. Maybe the Lorax is going to come down and say it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we got a butterfly and a frog. The frog is happy. So, you know, there, there's that. Everybody else is unhappy, but the frog is fine. Um, then Lala is dancing with a sprite. And Indigo is being dramatic while Santa says something or other. And... As is as per usual, some of this is just reused art because that La La dancing with a sprite and Indigo making that gesture has been used over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's Santa talking about who knows because I can't read it. And then like Lala's letting Santa primp in front of her vanity mirror. I don't, and it's just out in this field. <laughs> so there's like her her mirror and her makeup. It's like, here you go, Santa. Make yourself look presentable again. Because you lost your coat. I don't know. Um, Some more talking. More talking. And now Santa has an atlas. And that's actually... Or maybe it's the same word in English and France. I don't... In French. Um, And it's got a picture on it that... Yeah, it looks like a globe. It could be. So we're going to imagine 
Maybe he got lost. Maybe that was the problem all along. He got lost and had to go to Rainbow Land. Or are these gifts? Because I see uh, Indigo has a theater book and she's the actress. Well, that's true. But who would he be giving the atlas to? I have no idea. Because there well, goes Buddy. Pilot is over to the side. Well, there goes Buddy. He's riding a bicycle. Yeah, he's like, see you later, suckers. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so maybe it's going to Red Butler. Red Butler looks a little excited about the atlas. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. They're, he's probably passing out presents to the color kids. So, ha, they get them first. Poor little earthlings. For helping, I guess. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then he's talking to his sprite again. And now Rainbow Bright is magicking his sack of toys. So I don't know if she is making them colorful again. You know, maybe Murky and Lurky took all the color out of the presents. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was part of the problem. While they were distracted with the fire, they took the color <laughs> out of all the gifts. So Rainbow Bright's fixing that, and Santa looks very happy about it. And now they're taking off again. They're leaving Rainbow Land. But Rainbow Bright is still in the sleigh with Santa. And the color kids are waving happily. So Merry Christmas. Have fun. Okay. And this is the other part that made me go, what? <laughs> so there's Rainbow Santa and Twink in the sleigh. And all of a sudden above them, hanging out of the clouds, is a cage of rabid dogs. It, yeah, You heard that right? A cage of rabid dogs. Because they're, they're like growling and they're spit coming out of their mouths and they look very angry and vicious. And Santa and Rainbow and Twink are like, ooh. And the reindeers are like, don't let them at me. Um, so, so that happens. And then we find out in the next chapter, of course it was Murky and Lurky for doing this. But interesting enough, in France apparently, Murky and Lurky can walk on clouds. Because mm -hmm. why not? <laughs> Maybe that's their, their Christmas power. They <laughs> they team up with Stormy and they get to walk on clouds. So it was Lurky that was lowering this cage of rabid dogs through the clouds. But now Murky is unhappy. So something obviously went wrong with their plan. Nobody got eaten by dogs. And then there goes the sleigh off into the night. Um, so here we are back in the forest. And apparently... Either Rainbow used some magic or Santa did, but somehow the dogs are now happy dogs. They are not rabid and growling and vicious anymore. And they just released them into the woods. So like, okay, dogs, take care. Go fend for yourselves. <laughs> We're not going to give you to anybody as presents because you're not cute little puppies. <laughs> so there go the dogs. And the end. So apparently Christmas was saved somehow by Rainbow Bright and the others. But we're going to leave it to your imagination to fill in the blanks. <laughs> Unless you can read French. Um, we're going to be a little bit lost until we figure that out. But I believe Renee and I both have friends that speak French. Yes. So we're going to try to take this with us uh, to one of these people and just let them read through it and summarize and fill in the blanks that we couldn't deduce from the pictures and we'll let you know the full story when we know it. <laughs> yeah, that might be a special for next year. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's a really good idea. 
or we could just have somebody read it in French because we probably do have some French fans out there mm-hmm. um, that would appreciate it and probably don't have a copy of the book or lost it years ago, etc. Um, but then, yeah, we need a French tell. I mean, a, an English telling of it as well. So unless it is revealed in that French book that we can't understand, (laughs) except for the pictures. Um, And from that book, just from the pictures, it doesn't look like Rainbow is so surprised to see Santa in the woods. Like, who are you? But it could be. I don't know. Maybe it is explained in there how um, Christmas comes to Rainbow Land. But because we've got the sticker book from the 80s and we've got the Rainbow Bright Saves Christmas, we know that they celebrate it. But we don't know when that began because Christmas is an Earth holiday. And when did they start celebrating it in Rainbow Land? Because um, the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. In the Christmas special, they explain exactly how it came to be celebrated on Eternia. Because Adam's mother, Queen Marlena, is an Earthling. And Orko is sent to Earth accidentally. And he meets these children and they tell him the Christmas story. And then they come back to Eternia with him and chaos ensues but in the end everyone is told about christmas and they get in the christmas spirit and they decorate and they have a big party and etc but so like i wonder if brian told her about it you know she was coming to earth to make thing make the winter go away or something or when fall was coming and she was making the leaves turn pretty colors did he tell her about christmas i don't know what is your theory Well, my theory is um, seasons, because Rainbow and Stormy have this seasonal relationship. So they're kind of like bringers of seasons. She brings spring, Stormy brings winter. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's part of Stormy. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. So Stormy is really an elf. Yes! (laughs) They're all elves to me. I'm sorry. She's a timeless little sprite. I love her. Yes, absolutely. And then France wasn't the only country that got something Christmassy, rainbow bright that we did not. So did Germany, mm-hmm. of course, because Germany gets everything. <laughs> and they got a couple of story tapes, uh, like the one that we talked about in the uh, mini cast that just came out recently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um believe these are the last two stories, actually. Uh, and I do speak a tiny bit of German, so I can probably tell you the titles without butchering them. Um, one is Rainbow Bright Under Weihnachtsmann, which is the Christmas man, I believe. <laughs> I'm saying that now I'm like, is it? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's right. So that would be Santa Claus, I guess. And the other is Rainbow Bright and the Weihnachtsgeschenke, which is the rainbow, I mean, the Christmas presents. Um, and the the images on the front are really cute. For the Weihnachtsmann, it's uh, just a couple of sprites. Looks like Romeo and, uh, oh, what's the girl yellow one? Is that Marilee? Or Spritzy? I'm getting confused. I don't know. But they're, yeah. We, we have to look this stuff up, too. We can't store it all in our brains. <laughs> we had the Rainbow Bright tapes. Uh, were in. Uh, they had a couple of German stories in for Christmas, though we're not exactly sure what the plots were. Uh, again, this is probably going to be something we'll have to go over when we do the uh, mini-cast uh, story readings. 
but we can at least give you a really bad Google translation of the yeah. description. <laughs> <laughs> Some Christmas humor. The Christmas Eve breaks when Regina Rainbow, which of course in German it's Regina Regenbogen, which is Rainbow Bright in German. We're moving on. Yeah. I says, um, so the gist of it is Rainbow Bright on Christmas Eve is interrupted when Rainbow Bright and her friends have a nasty surprise. Santa Claus has no desire to go to the children in order to please with gifts. <laughs> Which is water to grumble to, gr- <laughs> to grumble grim salmonella. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what this is. It's... I, I'm thinking what it is is Santa, you know, Christmas Eve, Rainbow Bright and her friends find out that Santa Claus doesn't want to go give gifts to kids on Earth uh, because he's a grumpy pants and she has to save Christmas. That's about is all I can get from that. <laughs> yes. And she saves Christmas even if it is still so hard. Oh, goodness. I love that sentence. Even if it is still so hard. <laughs> the other one actually translated a little better. Uh, this is for the Weihnachtsgeschenke, the presents. Christmas is around the corner, and that displeases. I'm assuming this is supposed to be murky, but in in German it is Grumble Grease Grim. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, Christmas is coming, but that makes murky unhappy. He does not like colorful balls, no glowing candles, and laughing children, and he cannot stand already. Okay, whatever. He can't stand all those things. So he can come up with something wicked when he... Something in Sleigh Ride Through the Winter Forest looks enslaving. What? He comes up with some wicked idea, apparently, in the forest. I hope it's not enslaving anybody. (laughs) Um, As well, that rainbow bright white swirls and the star waits not give up easily so it can still give Merry Christmas. Star weights, maybe a starlight. Um, white swirls, I guess that could be twink. So rainbow bright, twink, and starlight don't give up easily. So they can still give a Merry Christmas. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love that. Murky does not like colorful balls or glowing candles or laughing children already. <laughs> So, all right, so far we've butchered three cultures in their Christmas stories for Rainbow Bright, but at least they had them. Rainbow Bright. I know, at least they had them. The Rainbow Bright German tape descriptions from our resident German speaker, uh, Sunspire, Rainbow Bright and Santa Claus. Christmas Eve approaches when Rainbow Bright and her friends discover something bad. Santa Claus doesn't want to ride out to the children this year to bring them presents. It's like water in Murky Dismal's mill. That's how he likes Santa Claus. Rainbow Bright tries everything in her power to rescue Christmas, no matter how hard it may be. The next one is Rainbow Bright and the Christmas presents. Christmas is knocking on the door and Murky Dismal disapproves of it greatly. He doesn't like colorful Christmas tree baubles, no glowing candles, and especially he doesn't like laughing children. That's why he plots a mischievous plan when he sees a servant Rupert on his sleigh. 
just good that Rainbow Bright, Twink, and the Sprites don't give up so easily so that Christmas can still come in the end. Now, Servant Rupert is a German tradition along with St. Nick, which is what we refer to as Santa Claus. Uh, Servant Rupert goes along with Santa Claus, and he's the one that brings the coal, sticks, and rocks to the naughty children, while St. Nicholas brings the candy and sweets. In 2004, Rainbow Bright did get her own American story. Finally. Released by Scholastic um, when they did the Rainbow Bright relaunch in 2004. It's Rainbow Bright Saves Christmas. And uh, the book is is rather uh, interesting. It does use a lot of characters um, that weren't used much in the uh, other stories. Like, for example, it mentions Stormy at the end and whatnot. But they, they reused a lot of artwork uh, from the Rainbow Bright coloring books and uh, already existing artwork. Um, but not all of it. Give it some credit. <laughs> uh, but the plot is, of course, Rainbow uh, is getting ready for Christmas and Murky is pitching a fit and trying to take all the color out of Christmas. Um, so he sends this gloomy clouds to drain all the color. So like the Christmas trees, like black and white. and No, he tricks them. He puts it in presents. He wraps up gloomy clouds in gloomy looking presents. That's kind of what gets me is like the kids are all excited and they go opening these presents. But you can obviously tell by the wrapping that they're a little. um, Yeah, they're a little dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit. It's like, really? One of your friends is going to wrap you a present that looks like that? I I will have to say that this book does offer something that I, I, I at least now know how you can spell nincompoop. I didn't know that was actual word. Yeah. Because he calls... Good call. Murky calls Lurky a nincompoop. I love that word. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he... you're right. Everything starts turning gray. Well, the color kids are all murked out. Because they get the clouds over their heads, so they don't care anymore. So they close the mine, and they say Christmas is canceled. It's all very dramatic. Mm-hmm. But I guess Rainbow Bright and Twink were off doing something else when all of this happened, so they didn't get murked. And but yeah, Rainbow Land turns totally gray. So Rainbow Bright, Starlight, and Twink go to the pits, and they're they actually are really nice about it because it's Christmas time. They don't want to just get even. They just walk in and say, "Murky, can we please have our colors back?" <laughs> But Murky's like, no, absolutely not. Um, But we find out the reason why he's so mad about Christmas is that he's always excluded. Nobody ever gives him Christmas presents. Nobody ever comes and sing Christmas carols at the pits. He's never had snow. So it's all very just pitiful. (laughs) (laughs) So Rainbow Bright makes him happy in the end by giving him an actual present, not another trick present. Um, well, it's kind of a trick present because it's full of star sprinkles, but it actually makes him happy. It doesn't make him mad this time, mm-hmm. which that part actually reminded me a lot of the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. <laughs> um, like Skeletor is trying so hard to fight against the Christmas spirit, but it gets him anyway. So he's so mad that he's happy. <laughs> 
But Berkey actually is happy that he's happy. And this is one of my favorite pieces of Rainbow Bright artwork, actually, is the rainbow coming out of the pits over Rainbow Land. I'm pretty sure that's the first and only time that happened. <laughs> yeah, that's a definite role reversal right there. <laughs> yeah. It's just adorable because you're so used to it coming out of the top of the color castle and instead it's coming out of the pits over the color castle and everything else. I get a kick out of the uh, the color ca- the little sprite houses because they look like little Christmas balls in the snow. It's so cute. <laughs> they do. That's precious. But yeah, then everybody's happy again and Stormy makes it snow so Murky and Lurky had a white Christmas. <laughs> it's precious I know you had some issues with the book especially with the reused artwork but I actually really like this one the the, the story is, is cute but you know I, I don't like the fact that they just threw Stormy in there and the last page where all the kids are together with the Christmas cake and everything it's it's reused artwork from Happy Birthday Buddy Blue yeah and Buddy Blue's hair isn't dark enough and <laughs> I, yeah, it does look really strange. It looks Apparently he's in need of a dye job. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this what is... You get thyself to a hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a, a cute story, especially, you know, because this was made for children. It was released by Scholastic. And um, the age group, I'm thinking, is probably very, very basic. Maybe a seven or an eight-year-old. But... Uh, so it's not, these aren't made, it's not made for me. It's not made for me. And if it were, I would want a little bit more. Yep. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say it's not made for me. That'd be done with it. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. And I know, I think both of us have an issue with the way Starlight is drawn oh, in here. His four locks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just completely messed up the color of his I mean the the order of the colors in his hair not that they've ever been totally consistent but it's always been either blue or red on top and now it's purple mixed with blue and some green (laughs) I mean it's pretty but it's especially that one picture where it's kind of a close-up and it's just mostly purple over his head and he has a really weird expression on his face not such a fan of that picture, but yeah. I, I actually, I kind of love but like that picture that's all black, white, and gray of Rainbow Land and the snow and the Christmas tree and everything. Like if you didn't know that was a murked out picture, you would actually just think it was a lovely kind of antique picture of Rainbow Land. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's actually quite lovely. Um, oh, and we should give credit to who wrote and illustrated this. Uh, it was written by Justin Spalvin illustrations by Cora Oliver. So thanks, you guys. I think it's a really lovely book. Um, I actually gave a copy of this to my niece and nephew last year for Christmas. So I'm hoping it'll become kind of one of their Christmas traditions is to read it every year. Um, I've actually got some pictures of my mom sitting there reading it to them on the couch. It's adorable. (laughs) Aww. You should uh, call them up and read it to them over the phone. That's an excellent idea. Well, the only last thing that I said was that you could read the story to your niece and nephew right, over the phone if you can't be with them or over Skype or something. That's an excellent idea. I will definitely try to do that. 
And then I can see that you have a little picture of your little monitor. Mm. With your niece and nephew there with a little book. Oh, it'd be so cute. And you gave your niece a, a Romeo one year, didn't you? I did. Last year I gave her a Romeo and gave Lucas a Lurky. Um, I believe they're both in storage right now because, like I said, they're going to be moving soon. Because uh, when, Ra- when <laughs> I almost called her Rainbow Bright. When Edie was dressed in the Rainbow Bright costume, uh, at one point I said, oh, I should have brought my Twink. And she's like, oh, wait, I've got my red one. What's his name? And I said, oh, yeah, you have Romeo. She was like, is that like Romeo and Juliet? I was like, yes, that's exactly where they got his name from. <laughs> I was so impressed <laughs> that she made that connection. Um, but yeah, it was it was in storage, so we couldn't pull him out to do pictures with him, sadly. But she does still have him, and Lucas has his lurky. It, I don't know if I ever told you about that. I actually got them dolls still in the box. Because you know how kids do- kids are? If it's not in the box, they know it's used, and they don't like it as much. Um, but if mm-hmm. it's in a box, oh, it's new. It's never been touched or played with by anybody else. So it was fun and terrifying at the same time watching them rip open these vintage dolls <laughs> from their packaging. It's like, okay, and there goes the value of that doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was worth it. And boxed Romeos and Lurkies are not that rare that you know, it was a loss to the Rainbow Bright community or anything. And I got really good deals on them. They were super cheap as far as that kind of thing goes. Um, Good. Yeah. But the only other Rainbow Bright Christmas merchandise we were ever given, and this was also from the 80s, was the album. And that is like the crown jewel of all Rainbow Bright Christmas items. (laughs) I loved the Rainbow Bright Christmas album as well as the regular uh, regular Rainbow Bright album, which is the Pain Rainbow in Your Heart. Uh, I loved both of those, again, because they used the original voice actors. And as a kid, that meant a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, because I had storybooks on tape and stuff where you'd go and it, it wasn't the TV show because you watch the TV show and the specials and you know those voices. And to not have them in the music was... I understood that <laughs> uh-huh. and it annoyed me. Yes. Uh, so the fact that it was Bettina, it was Rainbow Bright, and I could tell that it was her uh, on the records. It was just, um, yay. It made me happy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the Christmas album, like Paint a Rainbow, was also released on audio tape uh, or cassette tape um, as well as vinyl. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have, what about you? I did not have a copy as a child. As a child, I did not have a copy either. Yeah. Yeah. So that was probably one of the earlier things that I collected, but. Uh, I had the paint a rainbow in your heart from, as from childhood, well, that's uh, cool. but I didn't know there was a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I listened to the Christmas album, I was happy again that the, it was consistent with the uh, Pain a Rainbow in Your Heart because I knew those voices because I grew up with them. And so to get the Christmas album and realize that Michael Silvershire was still Twink mm-hmm. and, of course, Bettina was still Rainbow and he, I, it tied it in because it used the same people, I enjoyed it. Awesome. So I still had it. And the Christmas album now is something I listen to every year. I don't know about you. Um. Oh, yes. 
it's it's on my phone. I have it in my MP3 player. Uh, every Christmas, I listen to my Rainbow Bright Christmas album. Except for uh, there's like a couple songs on there that's like eh, like Christmas in the Pits. But, <laughs> no, I don't mind Christmas in the Pits because it's it's somewhat funny. But the more traditional stuff sometimes it's like as you hear that over and over again, like we wish but you it's a merry Christmas. Wish you a merry Christmas. <laughs> That's what I love is that they took, or at least with most of them, they took a traditional Christmas song and then changed it up with different lyrics. Um, So that made me happy. Not all of them, but yeah, some. And then there's the few originals, uh, Gift of Love and Christmas in the Pits. Mm -hmm. With uh, Michael and Patty Silvershire, which were Silvershire and Silvershire did a lot of the lyric writing and they wrote Gift of Love. Uh, one thing that uh, about Gift of Love, which we discovered a few years ago, uh, because it was produced under Disney, it is part of the Disney archive, and Disney re-released it on their 12 Days of Christmas album, removing the Rainbow Bright references. And sung by completely other characters. Boo. Yeah, because they were Mickey Mouse and Goofy and... <laughs> Boo hiss. <laughs> not cool, Disney. Not cool. It's a beautiful song, and even if they had just left it alone and re-released it as still Rainbow Bright, I think kids still would have loved it. Um, but I, I, I guess I can see wanting to reuse it because yeah, it was original, and yeah, it's a gorgeous song, and most people don't know about it anymore, sadly. But still, boo hiss. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was very much a specific Rainbow. Uh, song because it goes you know it's a gift of love a rainbow above yeah and yes you don't really hear rainbows in christmas songs you're right there should be more rainbows in christmas <laughs> <laughs> they're on my tree <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but i even have people email me almost every year saying Oh, I'm so glad you have the Christmas album available um, for download because I used to listen to that all the time as a kid. But, you know, I've lost the record or I don't have a record player anymore, etc. But now I can still make that a tradition going forward. You know, some of them have their own kids now. So they're carrying that tradition to the next generation. And that just makes me so happy. And I, one thing I really did like about the Christmas album was Jingle Bells, because in the original lyric for Jingle Bells, it mentions a character called Fanny Bright, and they changed it to Rainbow Bright, which just mm-hmm. was just brilliant to me. Totally. I love that. <laughs> I always thought that was brilliant as well. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rainbow Bright Christmas album, um, wonderful songs, great holiday tradition. Everyone should get a copy. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, the Rainbow Bright Christmas album may not have been a part of our childhoods, but Rainbow Bright, of course, was. And uh, I know in 1985, I received a lot of stuff for Rainbow Bright. What are some of the things that you got? Well, in 1984, I got my Romeo Sprite doll. And I only know that because I have pictures from Christmas morning and he is in them. <laughs> um, I've got one picture where he's still in the box and then... Obviously, I ripped him out immediately, and then he's just sprawled all over the floor with everything else that I was going through that morning. Um, And then 
five. I don't think I got any new dolls, but I had a, uh, where did it go? I had a rainbow bright outfit and it was a shirt that had rainbow bright writing starlight over a rainbow was mostly white with a little bit of red on the sleeves and it came with some red pants and I was really proud of that outfit. So I was wearing that around on Christmas day, but that's about it for me. Sadly, you know, I got some on my birthdays and then you know, those couple of Christmases and that was it for me as far as rainbow bright merchandise went as a kid. For me, 1985 was just plastered with Rainbow Bright. I loved it. It was my favorite Christmas. Uh, That was the year that the movie came out, and I remember wanting my parents to take me to it, and I went to it several times. Um, Christmas morning, uh, I was wearing my elf-made PJs because Santa Claus the movie, everything was stamped with elf-made, and it was that little reindeer in a circle. (laughs) And so I had Elf Made PJs. <laughs> nice. I loved that movie. And then I had, um, I remember falling asleep in front of the Christmas tree, but when children fall asleep in front of Christmas trees, they are in comas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing was waking me up. Uh, I remember waking up to the soft glow of the Christmas tree, and then all of a sudden there was a lot more stuff there than was there the night before, and I was just, yay! And hanging was my was my stocking, which was I had my regular stocking, which had my name on it, and then I had my rainbow bright stocking. I had a brand new rainbow bright Christmas stocking next to the tree, nice. stuffed to the gills, both of them. So I ended up having two stockings to unstuff. It was really cool. <laughs> uh, and I had that year. I got baby bright, puppy bright. Uh, and patio green and starlight nice and my sister got puppy bright and uh starlight and she got shy violet and like i mentioned in a previous podcast i have all of them now <laughs> my, uh, and i had um the soap set it was a bath set i had a cheerleading set which came with a baton and a little uh, pom-poms I had uh, oh goodness I remember I had at one point I had the color form set but I don't remember if that came that Christmas uh, but it was it was very it was a very happy Christmas for me I absolutely love that Christmas and I love that Rainbow Bright was such a heavily influenced part of it because yeah. it's something that I kept with me ever since yeah, it's funny looking at my pictures because there's a bunch of My Little Pony stuff. There's a bunch of Care Bear stuff. And I still like both of those properties, but Rainbow Bright's definitely the one that took over and I related to the most and, you know, obviously still love to this day. Um, I just don't know why when I was smaller, that wasn't as evident. I guess I wanted to give a little bit of love to all of them. <laughs> had some <laughs> She-Ra figures, you know. I got the Fright Zone. I just, I liked a little bit of everything. But now I... For me, I guess, as I actually realized that between the two of us, it's almost like a role reversal. When I was a kid, I had lots of Rainbow Bright stuff. But when it came to things on television, I watched He-Man and Masters of the Universe. Mm -hmm. But I cannot remember a single episode. Huh. 
I watched that every day because, again, my dad had it on there. It was the only thing I thought was on TV. And I remember it. I remember the Orco bumpers because I loved Orco. Oh, yeah. And I remember seeing the Masters of the Universe movie in 87. And I remember going, you know, you know, where's Trapjaw? And, and, and you know, <laughs> I would think, well, is this, is this person supposed to be this other character? And I knew all their names and I knew all this stuff. Ask me now. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It is weird because I'm sitting here going, when ask me when I was seven, I knew absolutely every detail. Ask me now, I know Jack. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre. It's like a, it's like this one part of my brain just like went to atrophy or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we pushed out He-Man for rainbows because, again, the rainbows are what stayed with me as yeah. I grew up. But He-Man was something from 1987 that I don't remember. Kind of like you. You were there, but you don't remember a single thing. Yep. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. So, so it's role reversal for us, Harry. That is hilarious. But, you know, if, if He-Man had to be pushed out by something, Rainbow Bright is the only acceptable answer. So <laughs> you did good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if, if our listeners know, but I'm also a huge He-Man and She-Ra fan and am part of Master's Cast, the He-Man and She-Ra podcast. Um, been doing that since 2006, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But although obviously I love He-Man and She-Ra, Rainbow Bright is where my heart is. So I've, I've got a little part of my office set aside for He-Man and She-Ra figures, but the whole entire rest of my collection rooms is Rainbow Bright. <laughs> I feel old now. <laughs> right? Uh. Sadness. Like when I pulled that costume out and realized the thing was almost 30 years old, I just, <laughs> I don't know. It did something to my brain and made me just feel ancient. Well, that was, at least the holidays is something. Technically the holidays only come around once a year. So I can at least say I can, I've had 30 two so far going on 33 happy christmases and uh, hope for many many more and i'm glad that rainbow bright can be a part of it absolutely and she can be a part of yours too with your rainbow bright christmas morning pick it up at hallmark yeah right Uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're actually not getting a tree this year so i'm just going to stick rainbow right somewhere downstairs in a random spot see how long it takes my husband to notice (laughs) so we kind of agreed that all the rainbow bright stuff would stay upstairs not that he doesn't like it but he didn't want you know people to come into the house and the first thing they see is rainbow bright and i can i can appreciate that um but i'm just i'm just gonna put the one little ornament down there and see what happens (laughs) oh i'll say one more thing about our christmas for this year um, I don't know about you, Renee, but I will not be getting anything Rainbow Bright related for Christmas as a present because my husband and my entire family know better because <laughs> they know they would get me something and I would already have it. So I think we've been talking about for the last year now that we need to come up with wish lists of our own because there are still mm-hmm. things that we need and want, but if the layperson were to just walk into our 
collection rooms and look around, they'd say, oh, they already got everything. They don't need anything. So we need to come up with a list of our desired <laughs> items. Yep. Because mostly, however, figure-wise, I think I have everything, uh, at least uh, all the dolls. Mm -hmm. I have all the dolls now. There isn't a doll that I don't have, other than, of course, Stormy, but that I don't be able to get Stormy if she were custom. Yeah. Um, but I do have hopes for this next couple years, well, at least maybe not this year, but maybe even next year, because... Um, it will be getting around the 30th anniversary for the movie to come out. Yeah. That would be hopefully. fun. Hopefully they'll give us something over the next two years. Surely. Yep. We're begging you, Hallmark. We're begging. <laughs> the only thing that I will say that I collect that uh, is the stuff that you can't find. Uh, at least not readily available. So um, I like to collect promotional material which is why i have you know press kits and uh catalogs mm -hmm. um that kind of stuff because i get them mostly for the pictures uh so i can get them out of the catalogs yeah because those were the production photos and it's so hard to get a good photo of something it's like I could set up a light box and try to take it myself yeah <laughs> i've tried that it's but hard Oh my yes. word, it's hard. I'll get back to it eventually, but yeah, not right now. Yeah. I actually will have to say that this year I am pretty content with my collection. Usually every year there's something that I'm dying to get. Mm -hmm. But this year I have to say I'm relatively content because I have my Christmas tree ornaments. I have uh, my Christmas stocking. I have... Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy. I'm at I'm at a nice spot. Good. And so anything else at this point would probably be gravy. Nice. That is a good point to be at. Because I and I, I know that there are still books that I do not have. Yeah, that's my thing. I be... want the foreign books really bad. <laughs> the the problem with my book collection is usually I like to have at least one item. From a foreign collection. I do have, you know, almost... I don't have all the books. I have most of the books from the French collection because I got them in a set. Nice. But, again, we're, we're going to that problem that we had earlier and the fact that we can't read them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we still have to have them because we can't say no. <laughs> well, the art in the French ones is just beautiful. I want it just for the art panels. Yeah. Because they're just gorgeous. It's true. It's very pretty. The problem is, I mean, we would love to scan them for you guys, but they're hardbacks. Mm -hmm. And if you open them that far, you're just going to break the binding because they're so old. So mm -hmm. maybe we can snap some photographs of some of the pictures, but they're not going to be like high quality scans. Yeah. But what is, let, let's just go ahead and think about it for a moment. What is a rainbow bright item that you would want for Christmas? Hmm. I like for example, for you it's gonna be difficult because rainbow anything. Don't you have like three or four rainbow makers for your wall? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I always welcome more rainbow anything, even if it's something I already have. I'll take more prisms, I'll take rainbow glass. I like collect colored glass and put them together in rainbow order. Um I've got like all these 
bottles, um, antique and new, and yeah. Um, but Rainbow Bright, gosh. You know, like my dream item would be like a mitten box Moonglow, but those are really, really hard to come by. Um, Disgustingly so. Yeah. I do. My I did find out from my Moonglow. My Moonglow is pretty much everything without the box. She even still has the original plastic around her head. Nice. That's really. Cool. I did not know. I didn't know that until I got my. Uh, I got some mitten box uh, canary and uh, patty. Yeah, because I don't have mitten box items. All my stuff was loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got an actual mitten box patty with the plastic still around her head. And I realized it's identical to the one that's around my moon glow. And then I was like, oh, wow. I thought she looked good before. Maybe she looked so good because she was in the box. Yeah. And I just didn't, I just didn't get the box. But she doesn't have her comb, which sucks. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's hard to come back so, so, so mitten box moony. Yeah. Or I'm trying to... Um, increase my quantity of mitten box dolls, period. Because I only had a few to begin with, and I've gotten a few more lately. So, and those aren't crazy hard to come by, um, and usually not crazy expensive. Um, you just kind of have to look for the deals. But yeah, that would be just my standard wish list at any time. <laughs> a few more mitten box dolls. But mitten box Mooney would be like, OMG! Like stratosphere squeeing going on, <laughs> but she is highly, highly rare. Yeah, again because she was a foreign release, and I've well, I've seen custom boxes, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen. Uh, I've only seen a couple that have actually been uh, in the box online, but they have been astronomical. Yeah, totally. So what would be on your wish list? Me? Hmm. So I need a new Invasion of Rainbow Land on VHS. Okay. I have most of them on DVD anyway, so maybe I don't need that one. I don't know. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. You still want to have it. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? I have the Madame Alexander. She's gorgeous. I love her. Yeah. Uh, a prototype rainbow would be cute. Actually, yeah. That'd be cool, too. And I also want some more foreign Star Stealer VHSs. Because I've come across pictures of a Finnish one. A... Oh, what was it? I want to say it was Portuguese, maybe? Or... Uh, maybe it wasn't Portuguese. It was... Something from South America. Not Portugal. It was something from South America. But it wasn't Brazil? just... Maybe. Oh, now I can't think what it was. If you live in any of these countries and there's stuff out there that we don't are not on our websites or that we don't have, take a picture. <laughs> right. Let's see them. Please. <laughs> One thing that I do want to go ahead and add for uh, Brightcast is I want to actually try to have a question of the cast. Uh, basically a question that we're going to ask you. And we want you to call in on our voicemail box and uh, leave us a message. Yes. Uh, previous message that we did receive, uh, we did receive an email, which I completely forgot about at the beginning of the cast. I'm sorry. That's okay. We could put it at the end. Quick shout out to Bailey, 
for sending Brightcast a wonderful little email about her Rainbow Bright memories working in the fashion industry and her Rainbow Bright swimsuit. Yay! Thanks, Bailey! Yes, thank you very much for that email. It was very heartwarming and nostalgic, and we loved it. Yes, we did. But it is long, so we're not going to read it online. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't let that deter you. We love letters. Long is good, you know, because we love fans. We love Rainbow Bright fans. We are all a family and should be treated as such. Yeah. Uh, but if we want you to help participate in Brightcast, so if you would call the Brightcast voicemail number. 702-900-7827. Or you can email us at brightcast at gmail.com. Question for the podcast. How do you think Christmas came to Rainbow Land? Yes. What is your theory of how and when they started celebrating Christmas? So we hope that you have had fun and we will see you in our next episode. Until next time. Have, have a Rainbow, Rainbow Day! Day! We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a, and a rainbow <laughs> new year. I we almost up. had it. stopped. I screwed up. <laughs> <All Don't go away.